the story is told of a group of tourists who were visiting this little village in Europe. And as they walked around the village, they were becoming increasingly disappointed by it. Uh, there were no big cathedrals, there were no impressive castles, there were no great works of art. And so eventually as the group walked past a uh, little old man sitting on a fence, one of the tourists asked him in a bit of a patronising voice, so were there at least any great people born here? To which the old man replied, no, just babies. <laughs> I like that answer. Just babies. It's a reminder that no matter how impressive someone might grow up to be, we are all babies at some point in our lives. There is no disgrace in being a baby. Mind you, it does become a problem, don't you think, if someone stays a baby. I mean, that sounds serious, to never grow up past the baby stage. Well, as it is with our physical bodies, so it is with our spiritual lives. Because when we first become a Christian, we all start out as spiritual babies. There's no disgrace in that. There's a lot of new ideas to discover in the Bible. There's a, new, uh, there's a lot of new exciting things to appreciate about living for Jesus as our king now. And so we all start out as babies. But to be content with that, to stay like that, Something's very seriously wrong there. That is why here at DPC, when we're thinking through what we do as a church and we've been planning how best to live out our vision statement of growing followers of Christ Jesus, we think in terms of connect, grow, serve. We're currently in the middle of a series working through those three things, connect, grow, serve. Last week, as Al said, it's all been, it was all about connect, the importance of connecting with God through Jesus Christ. This morning, it's all about the grow. It's all about the need for us, once we've become followers of Jesus Christ, the need for us to be growing as followers of Jesus Christ. And here at DPC, we think that's important because God thinks that's important. And one of the reasons why God thinks that's important is because growing to be like Jesus is what will safeguard us from ever giving up on Jesus. Growing to be like Jesus protects us from ever walking away from Jesus. That's effectively what our Bible reading this morning is all about. It's only three verses, but they're beauties for helping us understand the importance of growth, both the need to grow, but also the way we can help each other grow. Firstly, though, it's the need to grow. And for this, look back again at verse 14. You get this really vivid description of the danger that happens when we don't grow. Verse 14, then we will no longer be infants. Now, this is following on from earlier verses where Paul's been saying that he wants the Ephesian church to reach maturity in their faith. He wants them to reach uh, maturity in their Christ-likeness. He clearly doesn't want them to stay infants, and here's why. It's because what will happen to you if you stay an infant Christian, you'll be tossed back and forth by the waves, the the verse says. Blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. See, babies in the surf have no chance, do they? You would never dream of going to the beach, plonking your little child down on the sand at the edge of the water and then going off and forgetting about them. They're too weak. They're too unaware. They're too uncoordinated, just asking for trouble to do that sort of thing and that's the danger of not growing as a Christian. 
Because every day of the week we are moving in a world that is not interested in Jesus. From the moment we wake up in the morning, we are swimming in an ocean of indifference and at times hostility towards Jesus Christ. And if we're not growing, if we're not strong, if we're staying a spiritual baby, you're going to go under. It's just a matter of time. And that's awful. To be tossed and blown away from Jesus Christ will put you in a very dark place indeed. As we heard last week, it's only with Jesus that we can be connected back with God. It's only with Jesus that we can escape God's judgment. It's only in Jesus that we have life and forgiveness. It's important to grow because growing to be like Jesus will safeguard us from being tossed away from around and away from him and so after verse 14 and the danger of not growing in the next couple of verses the way it works is that Paul now contrasts that with the security and strength that comes from when we do grow verse 15 instead speaking the truth in love we'll come back to that in a tick we will in all things grow up into him who is the head that is Christ from him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows Builds itself up in love as each part does its work. You know, in those nature documentaries, sometimes they show you the birth of an animal. Uh, maybe it's a, a giraffe or a zebra or some sort of antelope. And, you know, you know first the, the baby's all wibbly-wobbly on its legs and it often can't stand up by itself, but, but surely but slowly the newborn gets its balance. Slowly but surely, all its different limbs get stronger. Slowly but surely, its coordination gets better so that it, can, so that it eventually can walk on its own. And then it can run on its own. And then it can leap all around the place. And then it can avoid danger. That's the sort of image Paul is tapping into to describe what God wants for his church as it matures, as it develops into Christ-likeness. And so did you notice the double emphasis there on growing? It's there in verse 15 that we will in all things, not just some, mind you, not all things, be growing up. And then just in case you missed that emphasis, it's in the next verse, and how every supporting ligament, not just some, every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up. So what you've got here is a very progressive and collective image that's on view. It's progressive in the sense that it's not just simply holding your own so as to avoid going backwards. This is all about moving forwards. This is all about the activity becoming more and more and more and more and more like Jesus in all things. And when we are exactly like Jesus in absolutely everything, we can stop growing. But until that time... We grow. And it's collective in the sense that we're all, we're all in on this. This is not an optional extra for the keen beans who want to be missionaries. As the end of verse 16 says, this is every part doing its work. This is every single one of us not being content with the stage that we're at as a Christian. This is every single one of us learning and maturing and developing, no matter how long it is that we've been a Christian. This is you, not the person next to you. This is you, not the person behind you. This is you, 
personally, constantly growing to be like Jesus so as to never, ever drift away from him. Sound like you? Sue's dad has a measuring stick at their place and it's a long piece of timber and on it he has marked all the different heights of all the different grandchildren over the years. And it's, it's a nice memory when he pulls it all out and you look at all the different heights and you see how small the kids used to be all those years ago and you can actually see when each of them had their growth spurt. It's a nice record to have. Now, if we were somehow able to get a measuring stick for your spiritual life and your growing in conformity to Jesus, what do you reckon that would look like? What sort of growth would it indicate? Do you think it would show any growth since this time last year? Do you think it would show any sort of growth since you first became a Christian? Have you ever had a growth spurt? In terms of growing up in all things to be more like Jesus, what's your chart like? Because even though these verses in Ephesians are very corporate, okay, these are primarily about a church family corporately growing together, this is still a question worth considering at an individual level because remember this passage is about each one of us pulling our own weight in God's church what did the end of verse 16 say again it talks about growing and building up as each part does its work and so if you're here and you're one of the parts of DPC and you're not growing if you're here still content to be some sort of infant you're holding everyone back And so the question comes with even greater force because we're all here depending on you. Are you growing? The good news is, in the passage, it doesn't just tell us about our need to grow. It explains the way we can help each other grow and avoid the danger of being tossed and blown away from Jesus. Look look with me again at verse 15. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up. Now that phrase, speaking the truth in love, I want to come back to that one because clearly Paul sees that as the way that the Ephesians are to bring about their growth. Just like exercise and good diet can help our physical bodies grow, speaking the truth in love, that's what will help each other grow in Christ-likeness. Speaking the truth in love. Let's think about the truth bit. It's not a particularly popular idea nowadays. You know, the idea that something might actually be true as opposed to other things being false, the idea that there might actually be a right and a wrong, that is not the way the world thinks, but it's the way God wants us to think. He wants our life to be grounded in the truth of the gospel. He wants our life to be tra- grounded in the truth of his word, the scriptures. That's why here at DPC we are unapologetic about having the Bible at the centre of everything. Our Sunday meetings, our growth groups, at as many events as possible, in our conversations with each other over coffee, over meals. We may not physically read the Bible at every occasion, but we certainly want to be drawing on the truth of God's word to be always shaping what we do, always shaping what we say, always shaping how we treat each other. 
It's like how in our family, each of our children have had to have braces on their teeth, teeth here in Dubbo. And part and parcel of that process was having to wear a retainer at the end of it all to help the teeth keep growing true, to help the teeth keep growing straight. Well, the truth of God's word is a bit like that. It ensures that we grow true. It ensures we grow straight. And just like our kids had to be diligent, just like our kids had to be self-controlled and self-consciously remember to put that retainer on every night, well, at least some of them did, (laughs) we have to be diligent. We have to be self-consciously remembering to keep conforming ourselves to the truth of God's word. Because remember, we're swimming in a world that's telling us other things. We're swimming in a world that is constantly telling us that Jesus is not all that important. And unless we are consciously working to counteract that by getting into the Bible and giving it our best efforts, our growth will be seriously stunted and seriously crooked. Which is why I want to commend you if at this very moment you have your Bibles open in front of you. Good on you. Good on you for concentrating and checking up with what I'm saying against what God actually says. In fact, here's a radical thought, why not take notes? There is an outline in the, bio, in the bulletin to do that every week and I honestly can't understand why more of us don't take advantage of that. Every week, Al and Wayne and Dave, three guys who have been to Bible college, who have been trained in what the Bible says and who each week work so hard to help us understand the Bible. What a wasted opportunity to make the most of growing in the faith if A, we don't even have a Bible open in front of us and B, we could at least be jotting down some things to help stay focused. And if you're sitting there thinking, oh, come on, Smithy, that's a bit over the top. I don't need that sort of stuff just come here to relax you're not getting the importance of growing and you could be running the risk of simply staying an infant and being tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by whatever new trendy thing sweeps through the churches and leads so many people astray in order to speak the truth to each other we've got to know it But, of course, it's not just the truth that's mentioned there in verse 15. It's the phrase is speaking the truth in love. We will, in all things, grow up. In other words, as we learn and as we say gospel truths to each other, we wrap them in love. Because that's what you do with any valuable gift, isn't it? That's why expensive jewellery comes in its own little plush case. That's why expensive perfume comes in its own fancy designed bottle. When something is valuable, you think about how best to present it. In fact, even when it's not all that valuable, you still think about how best to wrap things when you're giving it to a precious person. So, for example, last Christmas, I gave Sue a washing basket as a present. Now, before you judge me, (laughs) things just got ugly there. Before you judge me, it was not the only thing I gave her. There's a story behind why I gave it to her. It's not as if it had dirty washing in it or anything. 
But hey, I love Sue a lot. And even just giving a washing basket, I thought long and hard how to disguise it. I thought long and hard about how to wrap it and when to unveil it and how to maximise the impact of it. (laughs) Because when you're giving any sort of gift to a precious person, you think about how you wrap it, how you present it. Friends, here in God's church, we're not passing on any old gift. We are speaking the precious words of God. And we're not just giving them to any old person. We're passing them on to precious, precious brothers and sisters in Christ. And so when we do that, we wrap it very well indeed in love. We think long and hard about what to say and how to say it. And when to say it. We think long and hard about the tone that we'll use and the body language we will show. We think long and hard about whether we're even the right person to say it. Because truth without love can be brutal. And we are not into that. We are interested in helping each other grow to become more like Jesus. So we speak the truth in love. How are you going with that? Maybe you're actually quite good at the love bit. But it's the truth bit that could use some work. See, maybe you're really great at being friendly. Maybe you're really great at showing hospitality, having people in your home and showing kindness and generosity and thoughtfulness. All of which, hear me, all of that is absolutely wonderful, but in all honesty, your friendship is really not that much different to that of a good non-Christian's friendship. Maybe you need to be working a bit more at bringing Jesus into the conversations and sharing God's word with each other. Not just meeting for coffee and a catch-up, but maybe reading the Bible together when you do meet. Maybe you're the reverse. Maybe you're happy to talk about Jesus with people. Maybe you're very comfortable about bringing God's word to bear on other people's lives and what they should be doing and offering advice about what the Bible says concerning their situation. Maybe you're not just very loving about it. So you tend to do it on your terms when it suits you and you don't really think much about how you go about it. We've got to be doing both. Friends, speaking the truth in love. Because remember why? It's so we might be growing together. It's so that in every respect we might be, keep becoming more and more and more like Jesus so as to safeguard anyone ever being blown away from Jesus. And friends, in this, my last Bible talk to you as one of your pastors, I cannot honestly think of anything more important to say to you than this. This is God's vision for his church. This is what God wants for DPC. This is what God wants for Bathurst. This is what God wants for all of us, to not be infants being tossed around by the teachings of the world, world, but for us to be speaking the truth of God's word in love to each other. So as to become in every aspect like King Jesus. So as to become secure in King Jesus. 
And friends, the greatest encouragement to Sue and I over the past 27 years is that so many of you are doing this. So many of you are meeting up together to read God's word. So many of you struggle with young families or poor health just to get here and to hear God's word explained. So many of you are rearranging your schedules to get to that growth group so as to work hard with other people around God's word. So many of you sit with each other through difficult times, caring each other, supporting, for one, another, supporting one another, but also lovingly bringing God's word to bear on situations so as to make sure things produce a harvest of righteousness. You have been such an encouragement to Sue and I. Please keep doing it all the more. And if you're here and you haven't been doing those sorts of things, please start. Not because it's my parting request, but because it's God's heartfelt desire for you. And because everyone else here is depending on you. Because when we do it, we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is our head, Jesus Christ. Let me pray. Father, thank you for your mercy to us in reconnecting us to you through the death and resurrection of your son, Jesus. Please help us to grow in our love of you and our understanding of you. Please help us to grow in our understanding and our appreciation of your word and what it says to us. Please help us to grow in our Christ-likeness. And please help us to help each other by speaking the truth in love so that we might in all things grow up to him who is our head, Jesus Christ so that we will all be there on that last day, secure within your grace. Amen.